popped in my face. Don't go to work drunk. Ah ha 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 All right. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to 1990 What, a podcast about all kinds of shit from the 90s. I am your host, Michael Joseph. Sitting across from me at the latest fucking time that we've probably ever started a show is my co-host, Adam Michael Christmas. Christmas! Uh, what? <laughs> yep. Adam Michael Christmas here. Ladies here to wish you a Merry Christmas. Totally. Um, hey, Mike. How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Not too bad. It's very late. Oh, um, it's, it's, you know, it's... 1217 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it is late. Um Yeah, no, I uh it was okay. It was an alright day. It was a good day. Every day is good. I mean, honestly, every every day is incredible. There was a couple of mistakes today, but Uh-oh. but they're you know, it's fine. Well I liked your advice at the top of the show. Yeah, well, drunk. you know I never would have said that. If I didn't have the experience myself, <laughs> um, uh, I took a break. I uh, worked a double. Uh-huh. Took a break. Went to a, a restaurant nearby and uh, and had a drink. Um, I've done it before. Uh, um, this might have been the first time though where I really I I'm not making any excuses. There there really I, there is no excuse. I just every decision. Uh, was was a wrong one. I had nothing to eat. My uh, belly was empty. Um, I had I ordered a glass of wine. I was given a free sample of some wine, and then the manager came up and offered us a free cocktail. I obliged. I got a big, tall uh, margarita. It was filled with sugar uh, and liquor. It was delicious. Then then I had. I don't even remember if I had um, more. Uh, of what, but then afterwards we, uh, a friend of mine and I went to another restaurant where we got two more beverages. There was a time when I thought, I think I'm going to be okay. (laughs) But, um, and then it really fucking hit when I got to work. Um, I wasn't fooling anyone, especially, especially my boss. Um, and I'm, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was, I was very, uh, well, I, I, I kind of thought I was in the clear. Um, now, I must also say that, though I thought I might have been in the clear, uh, nothing about me felt good about the situation. I was definitely like, look, this is, I've really messed up. I, I'm, uh-huh. I, you know, whether or not I get caught is, is not really what I'm concerned with. What I'm concerned with is that, I, I, I think I've gone overboard, and it's, uh, it's probably going to affect my job, and, and I really. I mean, being drunk for me is fun. I usually have a good time, but there was nothing. I did not intend to uh, become as intoxicated. I did not intend to uh, go to work that way. Right. Um, and the 
embarrassment I felt when uh, when my boss. Um, she didn't call me out. She didn't embarrass me or anything. But she kind of. I was upstairs. Um, she let you know. That she yeah. Knew what was no, going I was. Um, yeah. No. She. She let me know. And um, the worst part was that I totally lied to her face. She asked me how much I had. I lied about it. Totally lied to her. Um, and uh, that's what really made me feel the worst. Uh, was that I was just like, oh man, this is a. She's a good woman. Um, and I kind of treated her with utter disrespect and found myself humiliated and really embarrassed. And of course, as the restaurant industry goes, you know, word gets around what, what, yeah, what yeah. is going on. And, uh, there was no excuse for my actions. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go to work drunk. Do not do it. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, do it like after, <laughs> I mean like just, just, just wait till you're fucking done. Or, yeah, man, don't do that. Uh, I'm re- I feel shitty right now. Just so embarrassed. Anyway, the fucking 90s was an amazing decade. Incredible. The 90s, the 90s made no sense. It made do no sense that? at all. So Terrorism and grunge. So with our... Bill with Clinton. The, with our podcast account, I started following this 90s themed Twitter account called 90s Maniacs and today they posted something that I vaguely remembered from my childhood. Yeah. The Urkel dance from Family Matters. Oh yeah, yeah. And it it yeah. it's a scene in a show and it makes no sense. Steve Urkel yeah. has has this dance he does and it, it's very uh self-aware. And he he talks totally. about you know hiking up your pants and sticking yeah. out your pelvis. Oh yeah, I'll tell you, baby, it's better than Elvis. <laughs> and and it's just like it would never happen in real life. You know, it's just something completely takes you out of the show. And like everybody's like dancing along with him, and the music is like singing the Urkel dance song. And yeah, yeah. It's like where did he get that recorded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the ninety, if you follow this account, '90s Maniacs with an X, um, you'll see all this stuff. That's like, man, the '90s were insane. Ah, oh, it was great. You could go to work drunk then. Back then, that was fine. Yeah, I mean, and you know, maybe our president maybe, did it. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why we do this show, and I made the decision to do what I did today, and the two correlate. Hmm. Uh, once again, no excuses. No, uh, no fucking excuses. And like, yeah, man. Uh, I can hear your dog snoring, and oh. there's something incredibly soothing about that, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Michael Christmas has a dog. <laughs> Most people have dogs. I've got a dog. You either have a dog or a cat. Um, there are people out there that have king cobras. Send those fucking back to wherever they came from, please. I don't please think don't. a lot of people keep. Cobras I think pets. there's maybe like 12 people in, in the, the United, United States. States. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they have a club. Seems. Probably. A there's not club. that many of them. They have to know each other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh. folks. Yes. Yeah, we're back. we're back. We're back in the year 1994 today. We're back in the year 94 again. Continuation oh, of last yes. Week. Dude, I'm fucking excited. You I was so happy with last, last week. I'm happy with every week. What can I say? Shit, man. I'm like... Uh-huh. Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa, except I'm happy. 
Not There's upset. some stuff on this list. I'm I'm uh, particularly interested in one of the tracks. Oh, shit. But well. Before we get there, would you like to reach into the sorting hat? Let me put my hand in the hat hear to the, pick something. Hear yeah. You can't really hear it well, but that's fine. It's, it's Ladies and gentlemen, sound. I am now picking. What am I picking, Adam? This is a 1994 video game. Ninety four. Oh, don't t- oh sorry. Don't touch me. That's your that's your <laughs> finger. Nineteen four uh, ninety four video game. I have chosen Oh dude. Sonic Sonic and three. Knuckles. Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles. 3. I think I might remember this one. Oh. You know I remember it. So You were more you were more of a Sega Genesis guy. This oh, is more yeah. your realm. Yeah, my this family. We we were a, a Sega family. Um Yeah, so this is kind of your your thing. Exactly. I'm a Nintendo guy. So there was a there was a cool thing about Sonic Three. Yeah. It came out um in the early part of nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Like in February. I think it came out on Groundhog Day, like February second. Yeah. And um it was it was actually kind of an incomplete game. I mean it was you could play through it and there was a yeah. final boss and everything. Uh huh. Robotnik? And there was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I was always Robotnik back then. Now, you know what? They call him Eggman now, and I can't get on board with that. Dude, it's Robotnik. Yeah, it's Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Not Robotnik. Not whatever Eggman, so. But it came out, and we got it. Um, It was weird. Like, I, I asked my mom to get it for me when she was going to Walmart one day, and she just did. She just got it. Dude, when, dude, that. That was a rare occasion. Oh, my God. I know. Were you just kind of like, hey, can I have? And they're like, yeah. Like what? Yeah, and wow, I was like, I had been excited for this game to come out, and uh, it it did, and I got it like when it was brand new and was able to play it, and it was awesome. And actually, one night, um, I was I was up late playing it by myself, and um, I had gone to the back door to let my dog Chester out. Mm-hmm. And um, let him back in, I guess. And my dad heard it and uh, didn't know I was up. And he, he, he came out with his handgun. Oh, shit. And, uh, you know, he, he's a police officer, so mm-hmm. he always had a gun. But um, he thought there might be a, an intruder. So he came out just to see what was going on. Yeah. Ready for action. Totally. And he sat down on the stairs and talked to me for, for a little bit while I was playing. You know, I've, I've, I've talked about on here before that I'm a night owl and insomniac. Yeah. And, That's uh, the only reason why we're able to do this show. <laughs> it, it was at my worst when I was when I was that age, um, nine or ten or so, and mm-hmm. I would I would just not be able to sleep at night, and I eventually just you know started rolling with it. it early on, it gave me anxiety, mm-hmm. but eventually I decided that I could just live with it. And, so I was up late, probably like 3 a.m. playing oh my this gosh. game. <laughs> and uh, when my dad went back to his room, he, he left his gun on the stairs. Holy shit. And I, I was uh, turning off the game and about to go out to bed and saw it there. Went and woke him up. He was like, oh, thanks for telling me. And got it. Dude, you're but, a good kid. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't want to. I'd heard the, the stories, the warnings of never touch a gun. Absolutely. So, later in the year closer to, to the autumn we had actually moved 
Do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We had moved to our the the house you remember. Yeah, Croydon. Yep. And um, this game came out, and we got it close to Thanksgiving time. And I just remember. Okay, so Sonic Sonic and Knuckles was yeah. the second part of the game, and it was a cool cartridge because you could open it up, like open the top up, and plug Sonic Three on top of it and wow. play the full game. And it was huge. It was like tons of levels. That's amazing. Just this enormous, epic Sonic game. So. Dude, that's cool. So, yeah. It, I always uh, remember the uh, the first level of Sonic and Knuckles has this. Um, it goes from like spring to fall in mm-hmm. that game. And um, I just always think of it at, at that time of year, you know, in the fall because... We got it in the fall and right around Thanksgiving, and it has this fall level. So nice. I think I remember that, but I don't. Oh, you don't? Oh, I'm sorry. No, dude, that's cool though. Your memories are really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You think your dad felt like really, really bad that he left the gun out? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, ho- I hope he doesn't mind me sharing that story. That's okay. It was, you know, it was the middle of the night. It was a long time ago, and nothing bad happened, so. It's not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. All it's right. Fine. That was video game. Let's look at a TV show. Television shows. Ladies and gentlemen, television from 1994. My hand is in the sorting hat. I am stirring. I am stirring. I have... Oh, oh shit, man. It's like... One. Just, just pick one. All right. Just pick um, one. How many do I have? Just one. I have chosen all of that. Ooh, oh my god! One of the greatest of SNCC history. Nickelodeon at night for children, for older children, teenagers. This was um all that kind of like a young person's Saturday Night Live. You know, a sketch comedy show uh, consisting of younger people with younger mindset sketches of comedy. Um, I loved this show. I thought that this show was absolutely hilarious. Um, I can remember, gosh, what's her name? Uh, her, I think her name was Amanda. Uh-huh. Um and then of course Keenan and Kel. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Ger- Good Burger was like that. It was kind of like how uh, Saturday Night Live has Blues Brothers. Well, all that had Good Burger, um, which eventually became a movie on its own. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. Yeah. Thank you for filling the time while I was searching for this theme song. Oh YouTube. man, totally. I had to wait for a ten-second ad to play. Dude. Yeah. Is this salt and pepper or TLC? Um, it's probably not. That sounds like, like uh, uh, somebody approximating their sound. Dude, holy shit! So this is um this is a group called Nineties Babies featuring Davon Morace. Dude, I love this song. Oh man, I am just like so chill. I am, dude. I'm ready. Or I'm ready to have a drink and go to work. Actually, 
the name of the song might be all that. Parentheses 90s Babies by Smiley Boy Deezy. Awesome. Uh, it's hard to say. I'm not exactly sure. That was great. To tell what this YouTube description is trying to tell me. But I yeah, uh, I, I, there was a kid that did like, like funny accents and did. There was super dude art. Yeah, um, I. You know what? I, you know my memory kind of escapes me a lot. It's been a long time. It. it has been a really, really long time, and I have not really revisited all that. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's like probably there, not on. Yeah, there's some Netflix that I did revisit. Like it, it kind of makes me think of. It just kind of brings me into the the mindset and the notion of thinking about all kinds of the Snick shows. Are you afraid of the dark? Alex um, Mack. Alex Mack. Um, Dude, I was in, in love with the girl on that show. Oh, man. Larissa Owenick yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Mack's uh Yeah, awesome. that was like me. Um, I loved that show. And then, uh, gosh, there was a bunch of awesome stuff, man. Like, way cool. Uh, that's great. All right. How about we get to the movies here? Movies. 1994. Cinema. Actually, one I'm leaving out intentionally there. There's one you're leaving out intentionally? Yeah. That's not right for the game, oh, okay. Adam. I'll throw it you, in. It's not right. Uh, well, I don't want to pick it. Well, you uh, might. Oh, shit. It's not a bad one. It's uh, okay. just... Okay. Not as good as the others. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, my hand is now in the sorting head. I have no idea what I'm going to pick. No idea at all. I seem to have made a choice. And it is... Oh, my God. <laughs> The mask. The mask. <laughs> you had like a seventy-five percent chance of picking a Jim Carrey movie. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh man. Um, I loved that movie, The Mask. I remember. I specifically remember me and my brother having to go with my dad to his job during the summertime a few days. I can't remember why. I think it was just we were too young and there was no one to watch us, so we went to his work, and we would always rent movies. And stuff, and we'd get McDonald's and just shit the kids like. The Mask was a movie we would like rent constantly. I mean, we watched it so many times. I pulled up a theme or a, a video here with the Cuban Pete song. Oh. He's he's frantically nailing a gate shut right now. Remember when? Uh, and he turns around and there's tons of cops. Whoa. And his skull flies out of his face. Oh my god. <laughs> Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley Ipkiss. Jim Carrey's finest hour. <laughs> I'm just looking for my mask. I got it. <laughs> That's when he first finds it. Yep. Oh, dude, Cameron Diaz, first movie. Oh, yeah. She was totally hot. She, she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, still. Still super hot. He was a... Uh, you know, he found this mask that, you know what, it gave him the powers of Loki, the god of mischief. Really? And um, it basically just turned him into a living cartoon character. He was into cartoons, though, right? Like, he drew, yeah. like, Stanley Ipkiss, he worked at a bank, but he was really into... Uh... He was. He was into classic cartoons. He had, like, um, cells of Porky Pig and Daffy Duck yeah. hanging on the walls of his home. And, uh, and that's, the, that's the thing. The power of the mask turns you into... Like what you're into. Oh, okay. So it like brought out his inner desires. Yeah. His yeah. uh his, his 
his but, id. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when um when the when, bad uh, guy puts when the, it on, yeah, he, he turned he, into like this, you know, ugly, large, scary man. Yeah, yeah. Who like I remember they shot at him and he like sucked up the bullets and then shot them out of his mouth and killed um, everybody. Um when the dog puts it on. Dude, yeah, when my, my Milo or Yeah, Milo. Milo? I think so. That's the name of the dog in uh, Transformers. No, no, that's Mojo. You're probably right. It's Milo. No, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's Milo. Okay, I, I believe you. Yeah, no, that's Milo. <laughs> right, right? Yeah, yeah, it, had, it has to be. Do, I, do you remember a cartoon of this show? Like the animated series? Kind of, but I never watched it. I don't think I did much either, but I remember it very, pretty vividly, like the car- the, the commercials for it at least. Didn't yeah. work. You know, there was also an animated version of uh, Ace Ventura. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't yeah, even I'm know. I'm sure about that was that. really short-lived. Yeah, yeah. Ace Ventura is an amazing movie. Was that also in the Sorting Hat? Yeah, it was. Oh man, uh, I remember seeing that movie. That Dumb movie and Dumber was, was in there as well. Oh my gosh. Jim Carrey owned 1994. Man. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, he um, he's amazing. He is. He's an incredible and actor, and he's uh, he's still around. Oh, dude, full circle. Um, Jim Carrey is playing Dr. Robotnik in an upcoming Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog serious? movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so just yesterday they, they put up the, um, huh. an image, a poster yeah. that gives you a glimpse as to what Sonic's going to look like. Uh-huh. And that's about all you see in that and the logo. And, um, he has really human like arms and legs and it's wow. kind of weird. They're like muscular and weird. It's kind of upsetting. But intriguing at the same time. I am interested. I so, am. I mean, so what? Here's what I know about this movie so far. It comes out in November of next year. Yeah. Jim Carrey plays Doctor Robotnik. Ben Schwartz. Do you know who that is? No. Uh, he's a really funny actor. Good improviser. Um, he's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. Ah. And he is John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. You ever oh watch that yeah! Show? Oh, he's. I love that guy. He's hilarious. Oh man! He is doing the voice of Sonic. Holy shit! And um, oh, so this this is an animated. It's a it's live action. Okay, but, okay. But Sonic's gonna be computer animated. Oh, weird. Yeah, so I I don't know exactly how huh. it's gonna happen, but yeah, James Marsden's in it as well. Ah, Marsden. I have seen him in the flesh. Oh yeah. Yeah, I worked at Starbucks. Did you hug him? Shreveport, Louisiana. No, he was very easy on the eyes I and incredibly nice. nice. He was extremely nice. I made him oatmeal. Oh, delicious! Can I get an oatmeal? I said sure. And dude, he had a beautiful smile. Uh, uh, what a winner! Ah, man, he's great. Thank cool. you, James. That's awesome for your presence, your kindness. Ben Affleck met him too. Wonderful guy. Wonderful. Do you want to hear some music? Yes, I do. Let's do it, man. Number what twenty? Yeah, we're on number 20. Ladies and gentlemen, 1994, top 40 of what chart? This is the Mainstream Rock Songs chart. Mainstream Rock Songs. We got number 20 coming right the fuck right now. Nope. Oh, shit. Here it is. Oh, here we go. go. Little stumble there. Oh, yeah. You know this song? The kings of college radio became the kings of all Radio. radio. Yeah. This is R.E.M. with Bang and Blame. Awesome. Dude, the chorus. Once again, with these explosive choruses. Oh, yeah. 
awesome. This is uh, Michael Stipe at uh, some of his angrier moments. This is from the four-time platinum album, Monster. Monster. Spent 18 weeks on this mainstream rock songs chart, peaking at number three. Oh, yes. Very good. Dude, R.E.M., man, just great songs. Really, really great songwriters. Easy yeah. to listen to. I and, mean... And a great, distinctive sound. Yeah. And yeah. there's just something really awesome about oh, yeah, so, uh, They're kind of timeless, voice. you know? Yeah. Like, this doesn't sound dated at all. Yeah. I always like the way R.E.M. transitions into a bridge. It's always so happy, too. You know, they, they, they always like, ah, we're, we're going to get you there. We're going to bring bring you to the smiles. Pretty great, man. I like it. Love it. Love it. That was great. Ladies R- and gentlemen, R.E.M. number 20. R.E.M. has a new box set, a live box set out. Do they BBC, really? yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the podcast are, what, what is it? Are you talking R.E.M. re-me? Oh, yeah, I remember we yeah. mentioned. Uh, Made me aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, oh, my gosh. From Vitology by Pearl Jam. This this, is, this song charted because I've heard did. this record. It's a good record, but dude, this is such a st- odd song. Yeah, <laughs> this is called Trimmer Christ. I like it. it it's so. Like what? What in the world? What are you doing? Huh? I can't hear a word you're saying. What the fuck does that mean? I just like to think about old people hearing this on the radio and being like, "What is wrong with you, you young people?" This is not music. Man, I got to give it to Pearl Jam for just, you know, you know, having seizures on their <laughs> instruments and 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 that having that chart. They were that big. They were. They were. No, they were. They were fucking enormous. Earlier on this chart, we played "Yellow Lead Better," and uh, which was a B-side, right? It wasn't yeah. even on. It's not on any of the records. Right. Well, that is from the five-time platinum Vitology. Gosh. Six weeks on the chart, peaked at number sixteen. That was number nineteen. Pretty cool. Um, there are much better songs on that record. Let's get this out of the way. 
This is Queensryche with I Am I. From their platinum album Promised Land. It spent nine weeks on the chart, peaking at number eight. And uh, actually, I haven't listened to this yet. But Never really a fan of this band. Nor was I at any time. Your brow is furrowed, Mike. Yeah, um, I fucking hate it. No, I, I, no, I, I don't like it at all. Really, really quite vexed to hear this. Yeah, let's turn it down. Uh, it vexes me. Yeah, deeply. I didn't like that. That's not my thing. And Terribly vexed. I refuse to play any more of it. No, that was fucking terrible. We played this before. Yep. Uh, tired of it. Now maybe it's alright. It's still good. Uh, did I mean to treat you But I did. It looks like you're warming up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, my face isn't saying that at all. <laughs> well, it's no surprise we're playing it again because it spent 35 weeks on this chart. Our uh, our first time in 1994 was on the Alternative Songs chart. But it peaked at number four. This is from their four-time platinum self-titled album, Candlebox. With far behind. Uh, I can't deny the size of the hit. This was a cute. I mean, they still do. I, I still hear this on the radio. Yeah. Longevity. Yeah. Twenty-four years later. Just like the feeling it gives, you know? I mean, if someone showed me this song, I'd check out this song I wrote, and they played me this, I'd be like, yeah, it sounds like you have a hit song. Um, it's soft, and I mean, it, you know, it's, kind yeah. of, it's, a, it's a ballad. A lot of people, ballads are, I mean, you know. It's a ballad, but it's not like wussy. Well, it's I don't not know like a if Brian I would, Adams kind of thing. You know, Brian Adams is the king of ballads. Uh, let's just just hold on one goddamn second, uh, <laughs> talking the shit about Brian Adams. You know, you hear some Brian Adams and Def Leppard. This would be a goddamn perfect night. Mm. Yep, we'll hear something tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Two tracks from now, I'm excited to see what you think. Oh gosh. That's pretty. That's that's that was it. Yep, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Pretty much right on par. Yeah. 
for me, it's it still hits the spot, you know. And uh, yep, great tone. It's a it's a Gibson Les Paul. I don't know. It sounds like it's in tune. Are you sure it's Les Paul? Yeah, definitely. That's a fucked up thing to say about Gibson Les Paul. Oh, dude, it's it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> hey, they no, do I, have... I like I like Les Pauls, of course. I like Gibsons. I like all guitars. G- Gibsons do have that problem, though. You're right. Their intonation can be can be off, especially on that G string. That G string, ladies. <laughs> Classic. Sorry, that was wrong. It's, it's fine. No, I apologize to everyone who heard that. Well, we, we gotta we gotta say jokes from time to time. That intro, though, like whoa. What do they yeah, think did, they are? The Beatles? Did they play that on the uh, radio version? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Watching the clock, it's four o'clock, it's got to stop. Tell him, take no more. She practices her speeches. He opens the door, she rolls over, pretends to sleep as he looks her over. She lies and says she's in another town, can't find a better man. She dreams in colors, she dreams in red. It's a great song, man. God, it's a great song. Sometimes, sometimes I just want to hear this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of had to stop myself there from singing along. Yeah. Because uh, that would ruin it. That would, would ruin it. <laughs> Bad. God, yes, Pearl so Jam again from the album Vitology. This is Better Man. Now this, whereas Trimmer Christ kind of got on the chart just because it was Pearl Jam. Yep. This was a major hit. 26 weeks on the chart, including eight weeks at number one. Wow. I've always liked this song a lot. and uh, Not to offend anybody out there, but I used to uh, sing this in my head, thinking about my sister... And her boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think I'm talking about somebody else? I'm not talking I, about. Oh, wait. Oh, my, well, actually, my oldest sister. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The boyfriend of hers. But, um, Which one? Oh, I, I don't want to say. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't want to be mean. But um, oh, I think I know. <laughs> but she, you know, happy ending. She's Good. with a great guy now. Wonderful. They just had a baby. Ah. A little girl. She's doing great. Wonderful. What's the girl's name? Gemma. Gemma. It's a popular British name. Ah, in England. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, okay. I'm excited for this one. Dude. <laughs> all right. After all this time. Oh, my God. Holy shit. No. 
<laughs> and out of the clouds, out of, excuse me, not the clouds, the bowels of fucking hell, oh, my yes. nemesis arises. This is directed right at you, Mike. Fuck you, Don Henley. Fuck you. over it this is don henley and the eagles with get over it don henley and the eagles <laughs> dude the only thing i like about this is don felder's playing that is great you say you haven't 14 weeks on this chart peaking at number four from the reunion nine-time platinum album hell freezes over there is one song i i, I think is a fantastic song on this record and it's uh it's Heart the of the Matter? No, no, that is on Don Henley's solo record, which is a great album full of wonderful songs written and sung by a piece of shit bastard fuckface. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, uh, Love Will Keep Us Alive. Oh, okay. That is a, I, I love that song. I think it's Timothy a great Beach song. Smith. Yeah, Timothy Beachman. Hitting those high notes. Oh, yeah. This is either yes. Felder or Joe Walsh. That's uh, probably Walsh. It's pretty gritty. Yeah. Man. There's some uh, there's some good stuff on this album. It, it's it's not bad. The Eagles, I mean if it weren't for the new format that came out in, in the eighties or nineties, which was called classic rock. Um that really helped bring them back, I think. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, people they started playing the shit out of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I they, mean, they even say that on the uh, documentary. Yeah. Um, the, um, the Tom Petty running down a dream style documentary that the Eagles put out. That, that was actually a really great documentary. Yeah, it's called... Uh, I don't know what it's called. I think actually. it has a title. But, but yeah. Don Henley. We finally have Don Henley in our ears. Don fucking Henley. You stupid fucking bastard. The Christmas holidays are coming up, and the last thing I ever want to fucking hear about is you. You you, you son of a bitch from Texas. You embarrassment of the Lone Star State. I hope you drown in the red, white, and the blue. And the Texas eats you and shits you out, and you end up somewhere in Louisiana. Fuck you, Don Henley. Fuck you. Is that your final word on the man for tonight? No. What else you got? I I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. That, that asshole. All right. Well, it's 1994, and we're going from the Eagles to the Rolling Stones. Holy shit. What? This is from Voodoo Lounge. Their two-time platinum album. This is Out of Tears. I can't feel, feel a thing. I, I don't, I don't I know. I can't shout, 
can scream Breathe it out Breathe it in All this love From within What is with the Rolling Stones? Like it's almost like they just decide on a whim. Like, hey, we're gonna go on tour. We're gonna we're gonna tour stadiums, and it's they're definitely gonna we're gonna sell most of the seats in every place. Like, and yeah. and yet they st- and they charge hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. And pe- people still go by the the multitudes. They well, they still go to see the Rolling Stones. I mean. They're just this huge part of rock and roll history, and uh, some people have money. I just don't feel like that many people have that much money. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like they're a football team. Uh It's like, I don't know, because I think they're going to go on another enormous tour again. Yeah. um, But I I don't know. They're doing a 2019 tour. That's... That's announced. I don't know. I was looking at Paul McCartney's coming here to Arlington in a few months. Tickets for that were like three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, he's a Beatle. Yeah, that's one thing. And some people might say, like, well, they're the Rolling Stones, but yeah, well, they're not the Beatles. So, do you think they still play this song? I hope not. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't been into this at all. It sucks. I don't know if I said, but 14 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number 14, which is where it is right now. And uh, that'll be enough of Out of Tears. Okay, now we have a double shot of Soundgarden. Oh, great. This is Fell on Black Days from Super Unknown. Yeah, it's great. Five-time platinum album great record and I really like this song sometimes I like this song um, as much as I love the 90s I, I get kind of tired of the sad nature of a lot of these songs which is why I, I've always liked Nirvana so much better because at least Nirvana's seem to retain a massive amount of punk rock energy also with the the uh, the passing of chris cornell and so many people like oh he was so oh my god it's such a no it's not you know what I, i've said this before and i don't mean to disrespect him or his family or his memory especially well a song written by him is playing but i think he made a very poor choice um he took his own life yeah, well, that was a poor choice, and I don't think we should like glamorize that. Like, right. it's like oh, no, you did that? Okay, not. well, fuck you. Well, I'm still gonna listen to your records. You're a great songwriter. This is a great song. Totally rocks. But I'm not gonna say, oh, it's just so. Fuck that noise, dude. You made you made a shitty decision. You left your family behind, people that love you and care about you. Come on, man, man up, climb a fucking mountain, and live your goddamn life until you die of natural causes. If you take your own life, fuck that, man. Stupid fucking rock stars. Oh, no, I'm so sad. Well, you know what? Yeah, no one understands you. No one understands anyone, you stupid fucking dick. 
What, what do you get off thinking that people owe you understanding? Fuck that, man. Find your own goddamn understanding because everyone else has to. Oh, it's so hard being famous. Well, fuck off, man. Who cares? That's your situation, dipshit fuckstick. This is a great song, though. Now, I don't think anybody, you know, thinks it was a good decision. No, but I mean, it was just... The glorification of it, it just got old for me. I was personally just like, shut up, everybody. Shut up. Okay? Like, shut the fuck up. Stop making it a big deal. Talking points on everything, right? Gotta... I don't know. People, maybe in their way of grieving, try to find meaning in it. There is no fucking meaning. I just and and why, how could you find meaning in someone else's life and someone else's problems? You're denying yourself your own life and you're denying your own problems, which you yourself need to fix. I don't care if I'm cold. The world is cold. I'm sorry. Everything I said, I'm, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> you doing this again? You just gonna say something <laughs> and then apologize for it right away? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, well, fell on black days. Spent 26 weeks on the chart, peaking at number four. Great song. Here's my wave. Fuck yeah! Even 19 better. weeks, peaking at number 11. This is number 12. Dude, I, yeah, I love this song, man. Yeah, Fell on Black Days got you down there. Is this going to lift you up? Dude, this shit is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love this song. Damn, man, I just want to listen to it, dude. There's some weird syncopation in there, huh? Yeah, and yet it feels natural. Ooh, I like that. Dude, Chris Cornell. One of my favorite songwriters of this era. I mean, the changes, his, you know, melodic structure and, and chord progression structures, really unique. Ooh. Like, dude, 
That sounds like Tool. Dude, that, that bass got really weird there. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome, man. It's like, yeah. My Way Soundgarden. That sounds great. That was awesome. All right. Thanks, Soundgarden. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for your great work. Now at number 11, we have again Candlebox. This really? Is Cover Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember this. 18 weeks on the chart. Man, so these bands, a lot of these bands are fucking killing it. Having Seriously. like multiple. <laughs> a lot of repeats tonight. Wow. I don't like it. Yeah. Sounds like a ballad that was written because the record label said, hey, you guys need a ballad. Like a, an even softer one than Far Behind. Something a little bit more depressing and sad. We need that. Sounds like they went into a room and sloppily wrote this shit. It's, I don't like it at all. I think it comes from the soul, mate. <laughs> Next to me to the songwriter and the singer. They might be the same person. I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't, no, he, I, I don't, I don't I really hear don't words. Either. I don't, I don't hear anything. I hear nothing. I'm just trying to disagree with you. Yeah, no, this is stupid. And I know you agree. Sorry, Candlebox. Yeah, Candlebox. It's okay. Here's a song we played on our Halloween episode. Holy shit. Guns N' Roses cover. Oh. Oh, uh, no. Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil, El Diablo. This is the sound of the band breaking up. Eight weeks on this chart, peaking number 10 from their five time platinum greatest hits album. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Uh, never my favorite Rolling Stones song. Never my favorite Guns N' Roses song either. You know what? We we played this before, and I'm excited to get to number two. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know cut it short. We played a full minute. No, it's fine. Yeah, right? No, I, 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 we we, we, we yeah, played more of it fine. on our Halloween episodes. It's fine. Check yeah, that out I, if that, you want to hear it. That's a shitty cover. You're going to like this. Holy shit. Uh-oh. Dude. Thank you. What's their bass player's name? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, me either. I only know Dexter Holland and Noodles. <laughs> I don't even know the drummer. Those guys are just lucky. They're doing good work. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'll look it up. They deserve a shout out. Definitely, man. The Offspring from an amazing record, Smash. Great fucking record. have answers. Bass guitar and backing vocals is Greg K. Nice. Good work, Greg. Thanks, Greg. What about the drummer? I mean, that's like the lead the lead instrument in this song. Yeah. The bass. Ron Welty plays drums. Four-piece band. Dexter, Noodles, Greg, and Ron. Guys are awesome, man. I mean... Nowadays they're kind of repetitive. I'd, if someone was like, "You want to check out the new Offspring record?" I'd be like, "I'm pretty sure I've already heard it." What was that? They had one in like 2012 that had a single I liked. You're gonna go far, kid. I don't think that was it. Or um, Hammerhead. No, I don't know. But it was good. <laughs> Dude, every now and then, every now and then, they come out with some shit that, that's pretty awesome. It sounds like The Offspring, which sounds... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... Great punk sound. Offspring. Yeah, that mid-90s punk rock uh, kind of thing. Uh, it was Days Go By from the album. Oh, Days Go By. Days Go By. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a great song. I like that song. Yeah. Days Go By. Dude, this, the lyrics really paint a picture here. Yeah. He's like, see this in a movie easily. Yeah, some woman that won't leave some dude alone. Ruining his life. And then dude's just like, can't well, of course. I mean, women... Women are powerful. They're incredible, powerful beings. And they deserve respect and love. Self-esteem by the offspring. The offspring? You just said offspring. I'm sorry. That's not the name of the band, dude. Can we, can we start the show over? <laughs> can we start the show over? The offspring. It's 111. <laughs> In the fucking morning. 26 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number 7. We said it before, but this is from the 6-time Platinum album. Smash. Fuck yeah, dude. Awesome record. One of the the two records that made me pick up the guitar. Thank goodness for it, man. Thank you, Offspring. Fucking awesome record. I'm I'm in a great mood. I've I've been in a good mood the whole night, really. So I was looking back at the songs we played on our podcast so far, and I know we played this band a lot. This is one of their biggest songs. I don't think we played it, but I might be wrong. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we've 
played this one. We played a lot, though. We have. You just said that. And we played Lightning no, Crashes. Lightning Crashes is awesome. We, we played, like, so many songs from this album. Yeah, Throwing Cropper. I don't think... Throwing you Copper. Th- you said Throwing Cropper. Shit, dude, what the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It's this pine tree next to me. Jason Chris Cropper from... Dude, you know, speaking of the loser. 90s, I, I've been watching... I started the, the movie The Devil's Advocate. Have you Who, seen that? Who's in that? Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. No, no, I have not seen that. Mm. I'm enjoying it. What's it about? It's a, a lawyer who defends terrible people. Oh. Is Al Pacino the bad person? And Keanu Reeves the lawyer? No, Al Pacino, they're both lawyers. Oh, okay. And um, so far, Al Pacino has a is like one of the head lawyers at a huge New York firm, and they have recruited Keanu Reeves, who's a lawyer from Florida, who has done extremely well. So they're very interested in his success. Oh. In uh, young rising lawyer. Mm. Is it on Netflix? It is. Oh, I might check it out. Yes, Keanu Reeves is. Uh, check it out. His acting is okay, but. You know what? I love Keanu Reeves. He's an amazing guy. I, I've read so many cool things about him that I just want to watch his movies. If someone was like, dude, you know he's not a good actor. He's a terrible actor. I'd say, I don't give a shit. I think he's a cool guy. I hear the John Wick movies are fucking awesome. Oh, we should watch those together. Dude, we should. And I hear, like, he, he like, is actually really fucking good with, with guns. Like, he's trained well. Well, this is I Alone from Live. We, we have not given this band the respect. We've been talking about Keanu Reeves you know the what? whole time. We've talked about them a lot, and we played so many songs from this album. And we can talk about whatever. Yeah, dude, fuck that. But it spent 26 weeks on this chart, peaking at number six. And this is from the eight-time platinum album, Throwing Cropper. <laughs> number eight. Good job, Life. You guys yeah, made was a great. lot of hits. Ah, uh, you did. You, you really did. You guys had a great career. Ooh. Because you okay, wrote good so songs, man. We played a surprising amount of um, older artists, classic rock artists. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it again. We have Jimmy Page this and Robert Zeppelin? Plant. Have you heard of a uh, No Quarter? The they kind of got back together. Page and Plant. Really? Did a live album. They did not invite John Paul Jones. Why? I don't know. He didn't. He didn't even know they were doing it until he saw publicity for it. Left him in the cold. But Gallows Pole charted. Spent 14 weeks on the chart, peaking at number two. Um, isn't this a song they had already written? Yeah, yeah. This is a Led Zeppelin song. I mean, they were they were playing Zeppelin song. Yeah, this is a great song. This live semi-Led Zeppelin reunion went platinum. 
also on a Bruce Willis movie called Bandits, which for some reason was the only version I found. It. Put on the playlist. Yeah, man. Always like this song. It's a uh, kind of mesmerizing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've always had that effect. It's like I, I can't find a place to talk or fade it down but i'm gonna do both right now yeah great song page and plant gallows pole platinum album no quarter awesome enjoyed it enjoyed it very much at number six a conspiracy by the black crows from amorica Uh, awesome. This album was gold. Did you ever hear the one about last year? Said it was all a lie. Ain't it funny how time flies? Good old American rock and roll. Where are these guys from? I don't know, but I feel like it's the South. Like Like Tennessee or Georgia? I I keep thinking Georgia. For some reason that seems right. What what a timeless name. Like the Black Crows. Like I can't believe that no other band was called that before. Do you know this song? No, I've never heard this. I'm, I'm, I'm a Black Crows fan, though. I don't hate it. Yeah, they've got a good sound. Yeah, man. You think they've got a great sound. Thirteen weeks on the chart. Peaked at number five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad, man. Not bad. Pretty cool. What's the frequency, Kenneth? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. 
the question remains. It's a weird title for a song, though. It's fine. Have you ever noticed, I think we've, we've talked about this before, I think we've noticed it together, but there's always a lot of copies of this album at used CD stores. Yes. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and yet, I like, like, I know that R.E.M. is, like, massively successful and massively famous and massively loved, uh-huh. and yet, you're right, this album is always there in the pile. I don't know if it's just that... They made a lot more copies than they ever sold, or if a lot of people sold it back, traded it for other stuff, or something like that. But I, there's just always been a ton. This went four times platinum in the U.S. But, I don't know. Just always, you can always find this at any used CD. If you if you want this album, you can get you it can for get a dollar. You you can have it. Shit, I got a copy. Do you want mine? <laughs> what's that uh got some uh what's that effect tremolo yeah tremolo yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't think of it for a second uh, they just do it at that one time there's this guitar podcast I listen to called 60 cycle hum and uh one of the hosts cannot pronounce tremolo no it says tremolo and it, it, it grinds my gears. <laughs> Dude, it's tremolo. It's tremolo. Not tremolo. Make it easy. That'd be like saying Mark Tremonti is Mark Tremonti. Tremonti. I can't even say that incorrectly, correctly. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to mess up that bad. Be that dumb. No, no, he's a good guy. Just has trouble with tremolo. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thanks, folks. Hold your applause. That's really, really cool. Good evening. This is off our first record. Most people don't. Oh, shit. Wow, this, this song charted? For 26 weeks, it charted. Peaking at number three. Um... What is the month of this chart? Um, we always play charts from the current month. Ah. So this is December 10th, 1994. Yeah. Sounds like Kurt was listening to the Beatles all day. Oh god, I'm sorry. That was so stupid. You're not wrong. No, but everybody says that. Probably listen to some uh, Norwegian wood. Yeah. Some I, I, I think he was, he was probably listening to, like a little bit earlier, maybe too. Yeah, earlier stuff. If anybody out there needs me to say it, this is Nirvana. The song is about a girl 
and it's from the five-time platinum MTV Unplugged in New York. The uh, the chef at my at my work, his name's uh, his name is also Michael. Uh, he was at this show. He was at dude. He was the at show? this show. Yes, we've we've spoken once about it, and I would like to talk to him about that again. At um, some point, get him on the show. Get him on the podcast. I think that he would love it. And, he uh, has a family, though, and we are up very late. We are. Um, maybe we could come up with another arrangement. Perhaps. If he was no, at no. the show, we should uh, record an entire episode about the album. That'd be cool. Actually, that's a great idea. I'll ask him. He, he was he was actually very consoling to me today because he was like, "Hey man, what what's up? What happened?" And I was like, I'm, "Well, I'm fucking drunk, dude." And I came to work like a like an asshole, like an unprofessional unprofessional piece of shit. I didn't exactly say those words, but he was very uh, he was very understanding, of course, which I did not deserve any sort of understanding. Uh, but no, that was way cool. Thank oh, you, man. Mike. Uh, appreciate don't be, that. Don't beat yourself up. No, no, dude. It was it was stupid. It was fucking stupid. Well, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, a... I'm, I'm so fucking embarrassed. I really oh. am. I really am. I'm so embarrassed about it. it. Just broke part of the table off. Oh, did you really? Well, it's that's how angry I am at part myself. Of the binding. God, I can't believe I did that. Um, yeah, great song. Uh, about my, a girl. My favorite band. Yeah, from their first album, Bleach. They uh, dusted it off and played it at Unplugged. Thanks, Kurt. Dude, if you've never given yourself the pleasure of listening to that album, I implore you to do so. We have here a little band out of Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. Named Aerosmith. Yeah. I went to night school for the blues. Well, I took some stuff that said Dude, why am I more into this than I normally am for Aerosmith? I don't know, man, cuz I don't I don't really feel that way. I, I don't know this song. But it sounds like other songs of the era like Crying and I just am into it. Dude, it's pretty great. I don't know, man. Yeah. Make me happy. Got me smiling. I don't know, dude. Come on, get on board. I can't, man. It's got the Paul McCartney, Hey Jude kind of thing there. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is Blind Man by Aerosmith. 16 weeks, peaking right here at number three. A new track from their four-time platinum greatest hits compilation album, Big Ones. Maybe I like Aerosmith more than I thought. Dude, some of their songs are fucking killer. They have some shit that's amazing. 
I don't. But this is not it, dude. This is it, dude. No, this, this, this is, is it. No, man, I don't like it at if all. You, if you'd heard this as many times as you heard crying and crazy and other stuff, you'd love this, right? Now. I I really don't think so, because I've heard "Living on the Edge" a bunch, and I still really like that song. Dude, dude, I, nah. It, it it took a step down there at that bridge. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I didn't like it, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Ah, dude. But from here on out, there are two tracks left. Holy shit. And they are both solid gold. Solid gold. Oh, fuck. Oh, my gosh. My second favorite Tom Petty song. Is it? Yeah. All right. Dude, good choice. Yeah. This is such a great song. This is You Don't Know How It Feels from his three time platinum second solo album, Wildflowers. Someone I used to see But she don't give a damn for me But let me get to the point Let's roll another joint Turn the radio to laugh I'm too alone to be proud And you don't know Dude. That's so great. God, that was great. What a great songwriter. He's an American hero. Just the feeling that this this song can give somebody that it's giving me right now. It just lifts me up. It makes you feel like everything is gonna be alright. It does. Even though the subject matter is kinda sad. Let's roll another joint Let's head on down the road There's somewhere I gotta go And you don't know how it feels You don't know how it feels To be me I want to talk for a minute about how I, uh I really got into Tom Petty, and uh, I think I've talked about it a little bit before. Oh yeah, you uh, you came over to my apartment when I was living with my brother and my sister, Matt and Courtney. Oh yeah, and um, you had a bunch of CDs that you wanted on your iPod. You had an 80 gig, 80 gigs Still iPod have video. It. Oh yeah, with the click wheel. Oh yeah, I had a 30 gig. Mm, not as much as 80. No. Not even half as much as no, not even half. And you had a little album that was new at the time. It was. It was Tom Petty's third solo album, Highway yeah. Companion. And you told me 
that I should put that on my iPod and listen to it. And I did right away. Uh, at work, I would, I would, I was working at a hotel called the Gaylord Texas. Great place. And I would do in-room dining overnight, and I would spend a lot of time walking the walls, walking the halls, not the walls, but the halls. Yeah. And uh, listening to this in my white earbuds. Oh not, yeah. Not, not this, but the uh, Highway Companion. Yeah. And it was really good. Oh, it's a great record. And I, I really liked it, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have, you know, they didn't have streaming services like Apple Music back then. Yeah. So I didn't have much other Tom Petty music other than a few greatest hits, mm-hmm. like Free Fallen and American Girl. Yeah. I Won't Back Down, all of which I liked. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, a short time later, I was up at school, in college, and, um, a big football fan, and uh, Tom Petty was playing. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were playing the Super Bowl. Yep, when the Patriots almost went undefeated. And um, I had, yeah, they almost did. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, well, I don't want to get into that. But um, I was glued to the TV during Tom Petty's set and um, just watching very closely. And, and uh, my now wife, Natalie, was was watching me enjoy Tom Petty and um, this was right before we started dating and it uh, it was uh, it was one of the things that endeared me to her um, she she thought it was cute how how much I wanted to see him and how how I was glued to his performance and, uh, yeah after that I uh, I bought the running down a dream documentary box set that had um, it had th- four discs, including a, a really cool compilation of of songs that play on, well, I guess you could call a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And a full disc concert DVD of the Gainesville 30th anniversary performance. Nice. And it's awesome. And yeah. it came with a few like postcards and stuff and uh, prints. But yeah, really awesome. And uh, after that, you know, I was just completely hooked. Yeah, Tom Petty fan and uh, became my very favorite artist. And yeah, absolutely, he's an American. Uh, God, I just when when Natalie and I were were first married, I I spent a lot of time um, obtaining all of his music and playing mm-hmm. it a lot. And I was I was very soon surprised at how quick Natalie was to to memorize so many of his lyrics. Like she knew every lyric to every song on Full Moon Fever. Within mm-hmm. within weeks, I was like, "Wow, that's can, that's a perfect a record for memorization." Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, Tom Petty. I've talked about him ad nauseum at this point, and uh, we have a whole episode on him. Check him out. Absolutely, yeah. no, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. If you are unfamiliar with Tom Petty, I'm sure nobody here is unfamiliar with him. But if you are, please go do yourself a favor. It's a fantastic, fantastic body of incredible. Of incredible work. Absolutely. What do we got at number one? We have, at number one, a song that I love a lot. Amazing song. Fantastic. Interstate Love Song by the Stone Temple Pilots. Listen to the sound. It's so timeless. It could be... I'll just shut up.
33 weeks on the chart, including 15 weeks at number one, makes this the biggest hit on this whole chart. Great song. You're right. You're right about the timeless nature of it. Um, Also, yes, this band. I'm not sure who wrote this, the music. Uh, Maybe it might have been Dean DeLeo, the guitar player. Uh He also had a knack for writing incredible chord changes and just shit that you didn't really hear. Um, other bands doing. This is a really wonderful example of just awesome. I mean, it reminds me, almost kind of reminds me of the way that the song One Headlight by The Wallflowers yes, just yes. Has, has an incredibly timeless sound. This feels like that, but only heavier. Yes, I fully support you saying that. Um, it, it's kind of the same thing where it could just be classic rock, but it doesn't just take influence from classic rock radio sounds. Yeah. It builds on them and makes something completely new and fresh. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. This has always been my favorite Stone Temple Pilot song. This is from their platinum fourth album, number four. A lot of bands like to name their fourth album after the number four. Blues Traveler, Led Zeppelin. Well, I mean... Really just... I don't know. Maybe That's just not really named. People call it number four sometimes. Yeah. Such a great song. And, and I mean, and I like how, like, there's not much to it. Like, it's already over. That was like two and a half It was minutes. three minutes and 11 seconds. Uh. 12, 13 seconds as it fades out but wow stone temple pilots um interstate love song. God, what, what, Dude, a, what an enjoyable chart uh, a little bit of cleanup i don't think i mentioned tom petty's you don't know how it feels spent 23 weeks on the chart including one week at number one nice but yes excellent excellent chart um so many great songs did we play don henley and the eagles tonight uh, I really don't want to discuss that shit. Well, I don't. Just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I only brought uh, it up so that I could say that. That is very fitting, <laughs> appropriate, and I, I accept it. So, 1994, you've been good to us. Thank you, 94. Two great times through your charts. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll be back someday. Yeah. We'll probably we're, play we're a lot of these songs again <laughs> when we are. Yeah, we will. I mean, well, that's a great thing, man. There's other charts. We could do the pop. We could do we the could top do a 40. country chart. Dude. We could probably 90s, hear a lot of dude, Garth that, 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 Yeah, in, in the 90s, country music, ex- <laughs> fucking like <laughs> that, that like Brooks and Dunn. Oh, like, Brooks and Dunn. Travis Tritt. Dunn. Um, Randy Travis. Travis, uh, Travis, uh-huh. Gary Travis, the band Travis from the, England, the, ba- the band Travis, <laughs> of course Garth Brooks, George Strait, who who has been around since before the '90s but had continued uh-huh. to have uh-huh. hits. You got Lyle Lovett, you got Willie um, Nelson, 
Yep, he probably know. put out a record <laughs> in the nineties. Um, <laughs> what's another one? Um, Randy, Tra- did I say Randy? He said Randy Travis, Travis Trent, and Travis Travis, and the band Travis. Yeah, Randy Travis. I'm gonna <laughs> love you forever. Oh man. Well, nineteen ninety-four. Call someone who cares. One of my favorite years in music, and you see why. Absolutely, um, folks. This has been a wonderful night. Don't kill yourself. Please. Uh, Live. Don't go to work drunk. Respect those that you work for. If you should disrespect them, be a man, apologize profusely, and don't lie like I did for a second. Uh, uh, Folks, uh, this is the holiday season. Um, Spend it with people you love. And if you are not fortunate and you don't have anyone, uh, you've got you. Uh, that sounds really, I, I know, I know. It, it, it's it's difficult to be lonely. Or it's difficult to, excuse me, it's difficult to not be lonely uh, when you indeed are alone. And especially, you know, the whole world, everyone around you is, is celebrating uh, the opposite thing. Um, Do you know the movie Polar Express? No. I knew, I know it. I've never seen it. Well, um, okay. It, it First of all, it's not a good movie. Yes. The book is great. You know? Yeah. If they just stuck to the book... They would have had a 30-minute movie, but it would have been good, Yeah, and they didn't, and it was bad, um, which is surprising because it's Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks, and uh, anyway, yeah. this is wildly off your point, but I have a point. Go ahead. Um, there's a scene in that movie where there's a, there's a boy on the train who is sad because he never has Christmas, pretty much. He, he's a poor child, underprivileged, and from a broken home possibly an orphanage it doesn't really say but um at one time he's singing this song about how um how christmas just doesn't work out for him and um how much of a bummer it is and uh that this girl who um is completely well-intentioned and they even meant it you know to to be uplifting to the sad boy she comes and sings him a song about how great Christmas is, people getting together, and it's like, you're not listening. That's what he's saying he doesn't have. He <laughs> never has that. And here you are rubbing it in his face. Yeah. And it's meant to be like this uplifting moment, but I just watch it when my when my kids watch that. I just look at the TV, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You're ruining his life. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Well, if you're, if you are <laughs> like the boy, I, I will not be like the, the girl. And, uh, shove that shit down your throat and in your face. But let me tell you something. Um, I've said this before. Um, uh, and I, But I, it's always re- worth repeating. And, and he, here's the thing, too. You should never let anyone, including myself, uplift you. Because, folks, you, you really have the power to do that yourself, uh, w- which in lies your own personal strength. You have absolutely no idea. Uh, how how strong and capable you are until you give yourself a chance to become just who your body and who your mind and soul wants to be because everybody deserves to be great and you are all great. Folks, it ain't just because of the Christmas spirit that I say these things. You deserve to hear them every time. Uh, the 90s, it's got nothing to do with any of this positive shit. I'm just trying to make up for all of the horrible things that I might have said <laughs> in this episode and past episodes, even though I do fucking believe everything I'm saying right now. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, 1990 what? 
We are signing off now. Um, man, I feel like I'm doing this kind of quickly and irrationally. No, no. Do you have anything else you want to say, Adam? I, I think we said it. Folks, it's been a, a fantastic time. We will see you next week with a new chart, probably new sorting hat stuff, everything new. Um, you guys are great. We enjoy this very much. Rate, review us. Ask us what you'd like us to talk about. Please. Yeah, give us an artist. We'll, 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 give, we'll, we'll do another artist episode if we feel inclined. If you should give us something that sounds awesome that we're interested in doing, let us know. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful night. 1990 what? I am Michael. I am Adam. Good night, folks. Good night.